chapter 2 of the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 2 and verse 1, if you found that, say amen. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to, unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. You may be seated. Father, good God in heaven, Lord, as we humbly bow in thy presence this hour, Father, we pray this evening, Lord God, for the word of God that's already been preached tonight. I pray, dear God, that you would apply that word unto our hearts, Lord. We pray that you'd encourage Brother Jeff, Lord. We're thankful tonight, Lord God, for the word that you have already spoken here in this building. We pray tonight, Lord God, for the songs that have already been sang. I pray tonight, dear God, that you would prepare our hearts. God, that you would prick our hearts. And Father, above all, that you'd preserve our hearts. I ask you tonight, dear God, to help us to apply the word, Lord God, into our hearts and help us, Father, to be godlier in our life. Help us to be the Christians that you would have us to be. Lord, help us tonight not to look back, but, Lord God, that we'll keep our head down and keep marching toward home. Father, we pray, dear God, you'd save the sinner, reclaim the backslider, encourage the child of God. I pray tonight, dear God, Lord, that you would rebuke the devil and the demons of hell. Father, in the name of the Lord, God, I pray tonight, dear God, that you throw out the spirit of division, and Lord God, that you draw us closer together in one name, in one mind, and Lord, in one accord. Father, I pray tonight, Lord God, Lord, for your help tonight, Lord. We know tonight, God, that we, if we ever needed you, Lord, we sure do need you tonight more than we've ever needed you before. God, we love and thank you. We give you thanks and honor in Jesus' name. Together, the church says... Amen. Now tonight, real quick, fast like and in a hurry, what a wonderful, what a wonderful book that we have here in the book of 1 Timothy and also 2 Timothy. We'll find here, thank God, the whole theme verse for this entire book is out of verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. I sure am glad that when two parties are at differences, Thank God there is an arbitrator, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, that is our daysman. He is our mediator that will come and speak. Thank God, and He is able to apply the rod of chastening, and He is able to bring peace whenever that we're in the midst of derosion. Tonight, if we can, in verse 1 and 2, I want us to look tonight at the order of prayer. And uh, this may come across in a bad way, and we certainly don't aim to upset anybody, but if you're praying for yourself and your, your desires before you're praying for anybody else, that's not the will of God. Look with me in verse number 1 and 2, if you would. Tonight we see the order of prayer. The Bible says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions,
intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Can I tell you tonight, the Bible teaches that we are to prefer one another before ourselves. We are to prefer tonight that we are to lift up our brother, that we are to lift up our sister tonight. We are to put one another in front of our own desires. If we're in line tonight at the grocery store and you say tonight, now preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying tonight, if you're in line tonight at the grocery store and you've got a whole buggy of groceries and somebody gets in line behind you and they've got just a handful of items, you ought to back up and let them go. Boy, that didn't go over too good, did it? Well, what are you saying tonight, preacher? I'm just simply saying tonight we're living in a selflessness time period of life. We're living in a generation where we care more about ourselves than we do about what others need. Uh, We're caring more about ourselves, just as Brother Jeff preached tonight, about uh, if God would ask us to do something. Well, uh, some of us would say, well, Lord, let somebody else do it. But God didn't ask somebody else to do it. God asked you to do it. Now understand tonight that when we see this order of prayer, first of all, supplications. Uh, what is a supplication tonight, preacher? Uh, a supplication is anything offered in worship, anything that is offered. Uh, can I tell you tonight, uh, I think that Isaiah, I believe it was, said that he saw the Lord high and lifted up. Uh, can I tell you tonight, church, that if we uh, do not see the Lord higher than we are, then we may as well quit praying. Now, you understand tonight God's ways are above my ways. Amen. Now, God is wiser than man is. Honey, you understand tonight that we need to glorify the Lord. It's not about Brother Jeff getting up here and preaching a while ago. It's not about Brother Jeff getting glory. But Brother Jeff, when he preached, it ought to be for the glory of God. And I believe that's what he did tonight. Was he preached for the glory of God in the same way? When I get up behind this pulpit, it's not for me. I I do not want to be seen. I, I do not want to be heard. I understand tonight that we need to put God first in everything we do and by supplication. What's that mean, preacher? Understand tonight that Christ was our sacrifice that was made on the cross of Calvary. But He was tonight a supplemental sacrifice, if you will. Understand tonight that the one that should have died on Calvary should have been me and it should have been you. But Christ took your place and He took my place. But until we get to the place in our Christian life where we recognize that if we got what we deserved, we'd get hell. But we're not going to get what we deserved. But thank God He paid a price He did not owe. And understand, I owed a debt I could not pay. But Christ stepped forward and paid that debt. Preacher, what are you saying? Understand tonight, honey, that He is wonderful. He is mighty God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Everlasting Father. He is the Rose of Sharon. Amen. He is the Lily of the Valleys. Thank God He is the Balm of Gilead. You understand tonight, He is what you need when you need it. He is our God 
tonight uh, that is holy. Uh, he is our God tonight uh, that is above uh, everything else that we set up as little G-gods. Uh, honey, if we're not careful, we'll worship uh, the things that can be seen. Uh, honey, but understand tonight, uh, before we start praying for self, uh, we've got to acknowledge that He is King of kings uh, and Lord of lords. Uh, we've got to acknowledge uh, because He's worthy uh, of us giving Him glory tonight by supplications and prayers understand tonight thank God tonight that we can pray now let me just say tonight I'm not always going to get my prayers answered the way that I want my prayers to be answered but I'm just glad he hears my prayer intercessions well, what do you mean tonight, preacher, intercessions? Huh? Uh, how many of you know tonight that we ought to be praying for each other? We ought to be praying for Sister Wilma that's laying down there in the hospital bed. Uh, we ought to be praying for Sister Bodie that's laying down there in the hospital bed. Uh, Amen. We ought to be praying for Sister Beverly that's not able to be here because of her pain. We ought to be praying all these requests that were made known tonight. We ought to be praying for those requests. We ought to be praying for Chris Holmes laying up there on the ventilator and the ECMO machine. We ought to be praying for our doctors and our lawyers. We ought to be praying for our nurses, our anesthesiologists. Amen. We ought to be praying for our firemen, our police officers. We ought to be praying for our ambulance drivers. You understand tonight, I don't understand tonight how it is we get so far off track, honey, but I need you. And you understand tonight, God doesn't need me, but I sure need Him. And you understand that if we can help carry somebody's water, we ought to help carry somebody's water. If we can help somebody along the way, bless God on my soul and all that is within me, God wants us to serve one one another <laughs> by supplications and by prayers and by intercessions but look at this look at this look at the remaining part of this statement and giving thanks giving thanks you say preacher what are you saying do you realize what god has already done for you <laughs> I mean, now listen, don't get me wrong. Please don't take this out of context. I thank God that I am saved and I thank God that, uh, uh, that He hears my prayers and I thank God for all the prayers that He answers of mine. But if the only prayer that He ever answered was the prayer of a sinner's prayer of forgiveness, of repentance, that's enough. Let's be honest, that's the only prayer that we have to have answered. Hmm. What do you mean, preacher? Well, I'm just simply saying if I don't have any food in my house, well, don't feel sorry for me, I've got all kinds of food in my house. But if I don't have any food in my house and I'm praying for the Lord to send some food to my house and the Lord doesn't send any food to my house, but He's already saved me, that's enough. See, what you see is temporary. One day, one day this body, my soul is going to dethrone this flesh. 
And it's going to take this robe of flesh that I'm wearing right now. And it's going to lay it down. And every time I had a desire, Lord, I need you to give me that job. Lord, I need you to give me this. Lord, I need you to give me that. All of them things ain't going to matter in a hundred years. You understand the only thing that's going to matter, thank God, is if you've been born again. The only thing that's going to matter if you prayed for one another's soul. The only thing that's going to matter is if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. For thanksgiving, look at this last statement in this verse number two, or verse number one, be made for all men. You know, there's some people that it's easier to pray for than others. You don't have to admit that. Let me take my glasses off so I can't see your facial expressions. There's some people that I struggle to pray for. You ain't no different than I am, so before you look down your long nose at me, you, you get a reality check. Every one of us have different tastes. Amen. Every one of us, somebody has crossed our paths and... Somebody's looked at us. You heard Brother Jeff in his message said that when he goes to a different church, his eyes are listening or his ears are listening. He's looking to see if somebody looks at him the wrong way. While you're sitting in my seat. Understand tonight that sometimes we can ruffle one another's feathers. Not me, preacher. Bless your heart. Better than I am. I mean, these times I can't even get along with my own self. Now, before you dis- before you dismiss that, you ain't no different than I am. There's times that I get angry, and nobody's even around me, and I don't even know why I'm mad. Maybe y'all ain't ever had that problem. Well, what are you saying? You ever had a bad spirit about you? I mean, it just seemed like everything was going wrong. No matter what, what, no matter what happened, it just seemed like that everything you touched broke that day. You go out to get on the ride in a little more and the battery's dead. You get the jumper cables out and they got a short in them and you can't jump in. So you get the push mower out and the carburetor stopped up. Get the weed eater out to cut with the weed eater and ain't no string. Maybe y'all don't live the way I live. I understand, Brother Travis. I see you back here, Brother Travis. Understand tonight what I'm saying is we're going to have conflicts in life. But we've got to pray for each other. You say, preacher, what about that one that talked about me? What about that one that just absolutely smeared my name, especially that one? See, those are the ones that... You, you don't, you, if you don't think people talk about me, you haven't been listening. I mean, listen, if you're talking about me, thank God you're leaving somebody else alone. Understand tonight that I'm not up here for me. I'm up here for Him. Help me, Lord. The Bible teaches to pray for your enemies and those that despitefully, despitefully use you. That means right now, 
Somebody talking about you. Somebody that's smearing your name all over smear book. You pray for them. You say, preacher, I ain't going to pray for them. Then you're part of the problem. Man, that hit like a lead balloon, didn't it? Understand tonight that if I... Let me remind you. If you and I got what we deserved, it wouldn't be grace. You say, preacher, I've never used the Lord's name in vain. I have, and I'm ashamed of it. But He forgave me in spite of who I am. Well, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying tonight, you don't know me, but I know how evil and how wicked my heart really is. Yeah, and I appreciate all two of you that agreed with me right there. See, your heart's the same way. It is desperately wicked according to the Word of God. And the Scripture goes on to say, and who can know it? You know yourself better than I know yourself. I know me better than you know me, but I'm proud tonight to stand before you and declare tonight that there's one that knows even better than I do. And even when I find myself having one of those days, Where I'm angry and I don't know why I'm angry. I'm just in a bad mood. Poor Kelly, she takes the brunt end of it. And she says, what's wrong? Ain't nothing wrong. Maybe y'all don't talk like that where you're from. Short fused. And then have to go back and eat crow and lick cats. And say, I'm sorry. Holy Ghost was guiding Brother Jeff a while ago when he didn't say anything else about his wife being only five foot tall and having small feet. I'm glad he stopped right there. Preacher, what are you saying tonight? The Scripture goes on to say to be praying for all men. Understand tonight that when we leave the church, our troubles don't start, they just begin. Amen, Brother Hunter. Bless God, if, if y'all ain't going, mammy, Brother Hunter will. Understand tonight that God has called us into a ministry. What is that ministry, preacher? I'm not a bus driver. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a song leader. I'm not an instrument player. But you can pray. I told y'all I wouldn't be long before you. Lord, I got hung up. Look, we not only see the order of prayer, but look in verse number 2. In the last part of verse number 2, we see the occupation of prayer in verse number 2 and verse number 3. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Let's just stop right there for a minute. Well, preacher, how is that the occupation of prayer? Understand tonight that if there is any vainglory in your life or any... Uh, self-glory in your life, you're not going to be able to allow the light of Christ to shine. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Look at this verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. You ever notice that every time you go to a funeral, maybe not every time, but many times when you go to a funeral, people will pass by and they'll pass by the casket and they'll say some of the greatest compliments unto a dead house of clay. 
But while they're alive, we don't even call them. We don't even pray for them. If we're not careful, we'll talk about them. But when they're dead, maybe I'll just sit right there and preach a little while. I mean, you can't. The pre- don't leave it up to the preacher to get somebody to heaven. Ain't going to happen. While they live their life, they preach their funeral. Preacher, what are you saying? That we may live, that we may lead in a quiet and peaceable life. Preacher, why? Don't be a troublemaker. Don't be a brawler. Amen. Amen. Don't be a busybody. Well, preacher, what are you saying? I'm just saying tonight, if you hear something, don't repeat it. See, Brother Paul writing to Timothy, he said that this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. You know, the occupation of prayer Thank God tonight that every one of us has an opportunity to pray. But I want you to look in verse number uh, verse number 5. Tonight we see not only the order of prayer, not only do we see the occupation to prayer, but here's where I'm going to end. We see the one to pray to. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Preacher, what are you saying tonight? Look with me in verse number 8, if you will, and look with me starting about verse number 4. He said, "I or ver, uh, word number 4 in verse number 8. He said, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Can I tell you one Prayer that is almost impossible to pray and get answered is a prayer of wrath. See, we've got to forgive one another. Amen. Those that talk about us, we've got to forgive them. I mean, it's easy to get my uh, my dandruff up. It's It's easy to get my feathers ruffled. And if we're not careful, I'm talking about me, it's easy for me to hold a grudge. My, my, my. Remember what Christ said? Christ went on after He gave the model prayer. He said that ye would forgive those. Amen. He said, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then after he concluded that prayer, he went on in Matthew 7, I believe it is, he told us to to forgive others. And you know, tonight, in order for us to be forgiven, we've got to forgive. In order to receive grace, we've got to give grace. In order to receive mercy, we've got to give mercy. Remember what? The scripture said that God loves a cheerful giver. See, many times we take that scripture and we reckon it, if you would, to giving money. And I'm not preaching on your money. What I am preaching is give 
what you don't deserve. Give the grace that you don't deserve. Give the mercy that you don't deserve. Give the love that you don't deserve. Give the compassion that you don't deserve. Preacher, why would I do that? Because thank God, one day I stood between the judgment of God and I found myself unworthy. I found myself coming up short. The balance was not tipped in my favor. All odds were against me. And Jesus said, I'll even it out. Jesus paid the debt. Jesus paid and Jesus gave me what I did not deserve. You know how hard it is to love the unlovable? You know how hard it is to love someone who has done you wrong? You know how hard it is? Oh yeah, oh, see, that's, that's the great thing about life. Life is one of the greatest teachers. All of us have been hurt. All of us have been talked about. All of us have been stabbed in the back. All of us have been done wrong. But Jesus teaches us that in spite of who they are, in spite of what they did, love them. No names. God knows my heart. I've listened to people that have been in marriages where adultery had been in play, and I've listened to an individual or two individuals say, I can never forgive my ex-spouse for what they did. I'd love to say I understand, but I honestly don't. Because you understand how much of a wretched sinner, how wicked... How far off the reservation even after being saved and I backslid and I ran from God and He took me back. I mean, not one, not one time did He say, Son, I ain't got time for you. But He was there with open arms waiting on me. My neighbors have done me wrong and I can't forgive them. I can't understand that. I'm just being honest with you. My co-workers have done me wrong. I've had mine do me wrong too. But preacher, you don't understand. You're right, I don't understand. Whenever the King of Glory had to leave the best thing that He had there in heaven and He took on the robe of flesh to pay a debt that he did not owe just to, just to give you and I the opportunity to have forgiveness. We don't deserve forgiveness. We don't, we don't deserve grace. We don't deserve compassion from God. But he gave it freely. And it's not limited to just the men. It's not limited to just the women. It's not limited to just the people with the last name of peace. It's not limited to just the Joneses. 
For whosoever, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him. Preacher, what am I supposed to do with that person that wronged me? You pray for them. You pray for them. You say, Preacher, I can't pray for them the way that I need to. Then you pray for them, then you pray for yourself. God help me to love them. God help me to care more for them. God help me to forgive them. But don't you go through life being bitter. You go through life asking God to make you better. Understand tonight that it all starts in an order of prayer. By supplications. By prayers. By thanksgiving. Understand tonight. And I just want to drive this home one more time. None of us deserve to be forgiven. Say, preacher, I've been a good moral person. I have never done anybody wrong. Preacher, I've done a good moral person. I've already done, I've always done the best that I could do. But even in our best, it's not good enough. I mean, understand. Sometimes our spouses hurt us. Sometimes our children hurt us. Sometimes our parents hurt us. Sometimes our siblings hurt us. Sometimes our neighbors hurt us. Sometimes our church people hurt us. Sometimes our pastor hurt us. Sometimes our co-workers hurt us. Sometimes we hurt ourselves because we know better. And we go and do it anyway. Understand tonight that we've got to learn to forgive. If we want to be forgiven.